Enjoy recording. All right, oh everybody. <laughs> Thank you, too. Uh, that was the best of my best speech I just gave. I just oh, gave a and she just put, see, it was so good, just like Patrick Henry. You couldn't, you couldn't even record it, just like Patrick Henry. They, nobody was able to ever get his speeches because there was <laughs> the irony. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everybody, thank you so much for joining the seven events podcast where there were seven events leading up to the American Revolution. I'll start our speech with the third um, event that happened was the Battle, Battle of Trenton on December 6th, I'm sorry, 26, uh, 1776. Um, so in the winter of the late 1776, the Americans were through a, uh, were in a tough position. After losses at the Battle of White Plains in Fort, um, Forts Washington and Lee, General George Washington army had a, uh, to retreat from the, uh, pursuing British across the New, New Jersey and take refuge from Pennsylvania. I think we've all seen that painting. So Washington and his troops camped out along the banks, uh, the west side of the Delaware River, uh, where soldiers tried to rekindle their zeal, um, their zeal by reading Thomas Paine's pamphlet, The American Crisis, which exhorted them uh, not to follow from example, but the summer uh, not to follow the example of the summer uh, soldier and the uh, sunshine patriot who melted away through um, when times got tough. So basically saying, you know, um, don't just lay down your guns, don't uh, stop fighting, don't lay down and, and, you know, melt away essentially when times get tough. So the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph, right? So we have little battles that we fight every day but they don't come in comparison to the battle that we are all fighting now for our country. So our triumph will be 10 times greater once everything is taken care of. So um, that's what led into the third, um, the Battle of Trenton is the third thing that happened in the Amer uh, right before um, the American Revolution, what really you know, started getting um, some battles going. And then next we have the Battle of Saratoga. So we'll go into that one in our next podcast. So we have a special guest here today, Jimmy. We had uh, Jimmy Watson. Um, his background is he actually was a Navy SEAL. Um, Jimmy, how long were you a Navy SEAL for? Uh, eight years. Eight years. And then he was approached by the late John McAfee um, to be a personal bodyguard. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. Okay. And then I'm sure you have a, a load of other things that you had done, but I'll let you kind of take the wheel and tell people who you are and, um, you know, how you feel about our country, where you think our country is going, and um, maybe some information that you'd like to share with us about your situation now. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you um, and Renee for having me on. I'm honored to have uh, you have me on. And I uh, just want to make sure everyone knows that uh, you, you can trust me. And generally, you can't trust anyone who says you can trust me. However, uh, I am going to tell you the truth. This microphone is not on. And so that's how you can first trust me. Just crack your heart open a little bit as I speak, okay? So here it goes. No, so when I was small, you, you made a comment just now. Jump around a little bit, but you made a comment that about your tragedy. You know, a, a tragedy being big. The bigger the tragedy, the bigger the triumph. Okay, and and I always say the bigger the trial, the bigger the testimony. It's exactly what you just said, but just using different words. And so, so my story is a a a huge trial 
But the entire reason for my story and my experience in suffering and this and that, okay, uh, and being delivered out of that pit, and I'll share that at the end, uh, is to be able to speak to you right now. And that's why this is no coincidence. And for all your listeners out there, including yourself, including myself, uh, it's a people program, my mom used to say. Uh, and, And God does not... Uh, uh, work uh, on an individual lace. You know, he he uses people like Aaron and Moses going and deliver the the Egyptians. So what I'm trying to say is that this is no coincidence that we're talking right now. We've met, uh, and so I'm appreciative to be on this show. But um, so when I was real small, I looked up into the sky, and all I could do was play army and military and fight wars. And where, where did I get that notion? And, and, and it's not just me. So you see, America has tried to desensitize the children and demasculize all the, ch- all the boys. And so that's why um, you see all these boys, right? They, the, from the very time they're little, they pick up sticks and they're using them as some kind of weapon, a spear, a gun, a bazooka in my case, because I always got to have the bigger gun. And, and, and or you're building forts. Well, America tried to quelch that and push all the little kids into the video games. But guess what they're playing? Mm-hmm. Fortnite, Call of Duty. Right. So it's blood to be red-blooded American patriots and to fight for the country. And so it was in mine. And so to, to, to just, just to do a small snippet of my life, I felt like I had such a good life on this old, dusty, going bankrupt farm. By my, my dad was a Texas judge and preacher. I felt like I was so honored to have that life. And I knew that God had given me this life. And so I, I felt like I needed to exchange my life one day at a young age, maybe 20 years old, uh, for my country. And so that's where I got my patriotism. You said you were born on the 4th of July, which is amazing. I'm sure Renee has even an incredible story as well. And, and so that's where it all began. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm glad that you touched on Renee's story because she has a uh, quite an amazing story. And we touched on that on a couple of podcasts, but Renee, um, yeah. please tell your story because it's, it's, uh, just incredible. Okay. So my story is very different than, than yours, <laughs> both of yours. I actually was born in Bulgaria during the communism, during communism, during the USSR. And interesting thing about communism, actually my parents and my, and the generation before them, my great parents, my grandparents were not allowed to go to church. If you go to church during those times, you get put into a camp, a labor camp, whatever it is, right? Prison, pretty much. So no one was allowed to go to church. Um, I didn't grow up religious. I didn't know who God was. I didn't have any of that. Um, At the age of four, my parents, my dad actually worked on a huge ship and he also, everyone in Bulgaria, all the, all the men have to go to the military and, and, and um, be a part of that. But he worked on a big ship and he got the idea that he can actually escape through Africa, through the Mediterranean and, and get out. Um, and another thing about, about those times is that someone found out and told on them. So your neighbor tells on you. That's a that's a communist trick that they use, that they're trying to use here, right? So for me, it's now, seeing yeah. all the parallels. What? Yeah. They're, they're doing it now. I mean, um, yes. somebody showed me a Facebook thing where it was like, do you think you're, um, do, you, do you suspect somebody to be um, a terrorist? And it was Absolutely. like people over patriotism. There was something for preppers. Do you think somebody yeah. was being out of control as a prepper? 
I don't know. And how these to- are communist tactics and I recognize them because I came from there. So I can see it. It's the red flags, it's the black, right. it's in black and white that nobody realizes, but these are tactics that they've been using. It's the same playbook. So yes, yeah, someone told on them, my parents were on the ship. They got taken off the ship and put in a political prison and interrogated for days. This was when I was about four years old. Um, back then it was too dangerous to take me. So they were going to leave me behind. So anyways, they were, um, interrogated. Like your husband already told us the truth. You might as well just fess up and your, your sentence will be less or, you know, to my dad, the same thing back and forth. And they did not fess up. They were like, Nope, our daughter's here. We're never going to leave her. I don't know where you heard this. And so they had to let them go. They had nothing on them. They stuck to their, (laughs) and so, um, they finally released them. I think they were in there for about a week or so, maybe four days to seven days. Then they left a different way. They found another way. So one day I had my parents, the next day they were gone and they went through the borders and into Greece and then um, Austria. They finally found found a refugee, a refuge in Austria. And back then what you could say is that you're Christian and they not allow you to have your religion yeah. in Bulgaria. And that's when they'll accept you. If you're saying you're a political refugee, then they send you right back. You don't have, you can't do that. So, um, so they were able to escape that way. And I was reunited with them two years later. So they, they held me and that was towards the end of the communist era. I mean, that was in, I think 86. And I think they felt like, 10 years or something, not, not even. Um, but they finally released me because they had our phones tapped. So if my parents would call, they would listen. I had government, um, what do you even call them? They would come to my daycare to make sure I'm there, you know, pat me on the head. Okay. She's still here. Her grandma can, can leave the country or her grandma. Cause my grandma married a Westerner. Mm-hmm. So she was able to come and go but no one else had the right. So they were, they watched our family very close. And I was with my aunt who was 20 years old at the time. And another thing about Bulgaria that I remember, it's like, you can only, you have to stay in line um, for food. You have to stay in line for bread. You stay, you get bananas once a year. So, (laughs) so back then it was like, I don't know if it was December or when it was, my aunt went and got bananas and it was like this is the ration for the whole year you guys can't move can't leave the table until they're all gone because they only last a couple days I hate bananas to this day but (laughs) but yeah they finally had to release me and I was able to reunite but they waited until my parents visa almost expired and they my parents had to leave Austria and travel to Canada they released me a day after that so that we would continue to be separated for another eight months or so and that's how, that's how they work. Yeah. yeah. So I was reunited with my grandma in Austria and then finally flew to Canada by myself at the age of six. Wow. Wow. She has like a really incredible story. I know we all have stories and we, we have um, trials and tribulations that we all go through, but Renee's story takes my breath away every single time that I hear it. And actually, Renee, I think this is the most in-depth you've gone with your story with, um, you know, the visas and waiting the specific times and, and just really like focusing in on how can we, you know, how can we survive? But I'm sure you guys are, were in survival mode. I don't know probably how long after that of just the worry of 
you know, are they going to come get us? Um, Absolutely. I mean, they knew exactly where my parents were and they knew exactly where I was at all times. I mean, they, um, it just, and the other thing is where we didn't know about religion, right. But we knew we had that thing, no matter what, I mean, how strong was my parents' faith to know that we will be reunited one day? How, how, strong is that faith that they try to take away and it still comes through because we have this connection direct connection connection it's not through the church or whatever it's a direct connection to god that my dad actually i don't know if i've told you this but when he was five years old this is in pure communism where there's like one channel you can watch right pure pop propaganda nothing real on tv he's five years old and he told tells his mom he says when i grow up i'm gonna go to america (laughs) And she slapped him across the face and she said, never talk like that again, because you can't get hurt. Yeah. 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 Again. I mean, what happens to a child? How did he know that? That is, that came straight in from God. And now we're in America and, you know, and he worked so hard in Austria shoveling snow. That's the only job you can get into opening his own business and having the American dream and having a nationwide plumbing company only in America. I mean, this, this country, where else can you do things like that? And it's her, just her parents are not very successful. I went to their house and I was like, dear God, <laughs> like I had no <laughs> idea that was even possible. Um, can I tell them a little bit about their house? Yeah. I mean, and that's the American <laughs> dream. There's no excuse. I don't care. There's no excuse. The immigrants without the language can do it. Anyone they can did. Do it. They did. And they, they did succeed. I mean, she, her parents literally have three pools and a guest house that's probably three times the size of my house in their backyard, a guest house. Um, and I am like, and I don't go in there and be like, Oh, like, you know, I wish I had this. I'm never envious of people. Um, I'm happy for them. Like I am just so incredibly happy that they went from, you know, nothing to truly living the American dream as an immigrant. And I think that's the most important thing is, um, you know, they work their asses off to get to where they are. And, um, you know, the government nowadays, they don't want to see success. They want to see dependence. And the fact that they, you know, said no to the government, they created their own success, their own independence and their own dream. Like that says everything to me that says, you know, my goals and my dreams and my businesses will eventually be what your parents are. Absolutely. Motivation. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so Renee, thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Um, Jimmy, I want to get to you in a second because I just have to go over some very important documents that came through. Um, so I, most of our viewers, what was that? Sorry for the interrupt, but I'm just, I'm doing good just listening to you and Renee. You guys are interesting. That's an incredible story, Renee. Thank you. I'm never going to take for granted eating bananas again. I'll tell you that much. I know. I just let a whole bunch of bananas go bad in my kitchen. I feel like I'm so guilty right now. <laughs> this monkey. Make banana monkey. bread. <laughs> I know. Well, they were fine. And then like they went bad in like a day. And I was like, how did this happen? Like they got slimy and I was small. Oh, I, I hate hosting food too. Like, I don't know. I think I've shared on here the, the reason I became an entrepreneur and um, just so like driven and things. Um, 
I grew up with a single mom with two kids. Um, she would work all the time. I was the one learning to cook, you know, being um, a mom essentially to my little sister. And I remember one day um, we didn't have money um, and <laughs> we didn't have food stamps. And I came home and all we had was moldy tortilla seed in our fridge. And that was it, like in our whole um, kitchen. And so um, I cut the mold off and, you know, I gave most of it to my little sister to take care of her. And so, you know, food for me, wasting food is like just such a sin. <laughs> I hate doing it because, um, because I, I know what it's like to, to be hungry and I know what it's like to um, see people starving. So um, that's kind of like my background. So the great news though is prosperity, right? So we have the new declaration of the people for the United, um, of the United States for global peace and prosperity. This is what came out actually on Monday. Um, this is basically the preamble for Nasara Jasara. It takes a lot of our current um, declaration of independence and brings it into, <clears throat> I have not gotten finished reading this because I wanted to take it very slow so I could comprehend everything that came through. But what I did do is I started going through all the lines and I loved how they incorporated certain things um, from our own declaration of independence, but for the world. And um, basically, there was such things like as a preamble for the Declaration of Independence, they did put that in there. However, um, so such line is this, such has been the, um, let's see here, sorry, I lost my space. Um, such has been the patient sufferance of these states in the United States. So it's considering every state a sovereign nation, right? However, back when it was written in 1776, this is so cool, it was colonies, right? Because we didn't have states then. And so um, we're basically redoing um, the Declaration of Independence for what it is today. Um, so <laughs> there's one word that I have never used in my life. It's uh, oligopoly. I guess it's like monopoly, but oligopoly. I did look it up. It says market condition in which sellers are so few. Um, so basically like, um, you know, you would call Amazon a, a monopoly, but there are basically a, basically a government cabal that is handling all these major things, all our social media, all of our um, spending, our farms, our, um, you know, our livestock, everything like that, the government has access to and they control, which is not good. So instead of saying it like, Instead of saying, you know, oh, the government, the cabal, this, this, and this, in this declaration, it, it calls them oligopolists, <laughs> which I thought was super cool. So I can send, I'll put the link on when we're done this um, so that you guys can read that too. And then you can print it out because it is a PDF. But this is just um, really cool because before <clears throat> it says oligopolists supporting these secret societies such as the Illuminati cabalists. Before, in our Declaration of Independence in the preamble, it was so, uh, oligopoly, uh, well, it didn't have oligopoly, but it said um, King of Great Britain, right? So we're switching our enemy from the King of Great Britain over to these oligopolists, which is like the coolest thing in my, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think, but I think it's so cool that we're going from 1776 to 2021 and literally putting in our enemy that is holding us back from being a prosperous nation, a prosperous civilization throughout the United States. So um, yeah, and it also includes 
uh, tyranny not only the, gov um, the great people of the United States, but all people of nations in the globe. So we are including everybody in this declaration, which is fantastic. This was um, what I'm told was brought on through many, many good guys, uh, lawyers, um, <laughs> mostly lawyers, uh, and um, different um, leaders around the globe. So this is basically a treaty between everyone that wants to move forward and have peace in this earth um, versus the Kabbalists. So I thought that was pretty sweet. Well, yeah. I think that's what my ex-girlfriend was calling me all these years. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if that's what she meant by that. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, question. <laughs> No, where scary. did that come from? Where did you receive this? And how do we know if it's yeah. real? That's my mind. Yeah. How I think. <laughs> no, I, um, you know, always take everything with the grain of salt, but this is actually came directly from um, Simon Parks. Um, so he is a former, um, so I don't know if Jimmy knows um, too much about Simon Parks. He's, he is from Great Britain. He um, has a network called Connecting Consciousness that is spreading like wildfire throughout the United States actually. Um, and he will be coming here into the United States soon. He um, is also former, uh, former government has seen the cabal in, you know, cause the cabal is the world, right? It's not just the United States. It's a control around the world. Um, he has seen them firsthand. He knows how they work and him and um, uh, he's been under an NDA for a very long time and has promised us to have the declaration or some type of, he said, some type of important paperwork um, out to us um, once we know what the next steps are. So basically he considered this and, and um, Charlie Ward considered this like a roadmap to Nasara Gasara that is coming out. Um, if you guys are paying close attention to current events right now, which is really cool, Three Gorges Dam is probably ready to collapse right now. It is to the brim. Um, one of the sayings, watch the water. I've always connected to Three Gorges Dam. That's where my mind went. Um, and it's about to collapse, meaning that, that, and I don't know, Jimmy can't really speak too much on Bitcoin, but this is where they mine Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's for sure. That's why I'm in house arrest right now. And uh, in many years. Uh, yeah. So um, the Three Gorges Dam is that basically Bitcoin is right underneath that. So in my mind that since they mine underneath there and there's going to be a complete disastrous flood amongst everything that is underneath it, um, I don't see Bitcoin being um, alive anymore. And we all know who owns it. So we don't really want to see it alive anymore. Um, so. Another thing that's really cool is, you know, everyone always talks about the election fraud and how it wasn't real. Guess what? The Arizona audit came out today and it was quite real. So we have about 173,000 um, lost votes. So <laughs> meaning votes that they couldn't account for. And then 96,000 um, ghost votes, meaning that they just showed up marked. Wow. Wow. Can we just, I just want to touch on something with the previous topic with the gorgeous dams. Yeah. Um, the fall of the, of the um, USSR happened right after Chernobyl. Yeah. So that's an event yeah. that caused the fall because they lied about it so much that everyone realized 
that it was all a big lie and that the government is, it, you know, so that was the beginning of the fall. Yep. This event will be the beginning of the fall of the CCP. Beginning of this year, I posted, is this the year the CCP falls? Yep. I don't know if it's this year, but it's starting this year. And that is my intuition mm -hmm. um, with it all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, agree with that. And I've been waiting to see the CCP fall, not China, because China is actually a very beautiful country. And there's a lot of great people there. But definitely the CCP, um, you know, and you saw them in Afghanistan, where they were just mining up that lithium and going crazy over all the natural resources there. I have told people for three years now, China is in the hands of every single country that there is out there that they Absolutely. can. And people don't realize how big China is. China isn't just China. China is global. What happened in South Africa, I told um, politicians that I know, I said, you know, we need to help South Africa because CCP has brought, uh, um, bought up all their natural resources. What they did is they lent out a bunch of money to South Africa and they said, yeah, here you go. Here's all the money that you need, whatever, you know, interest. We'll do it interest free, they said. So they mm -hmm. gave them all this interest free money and they were like, cool, awesome. Thanks, China. Like, great. And then COVID happened, which I believe they did on purpose. And they couldn't pay back anything because they weren't making any money because they were on lockdowns from COVID, right? So mm -hmm. they weren't able to pay anything back. So what they did is um, China said, okay, fine, sign these documents to the rights for your, your, your mining, your diamonds, your gas, your electricity, everything, every natural resources that were there, they took because they couldn't pay them back. Then what happened is now we have a, basically a, a huge war in South Africa. I know people there, they're like, yeah, it's absolutely insane. It already was insane living there, but now we have this like complete government meltdown um, because they couldn't control anything. And, and the CCP wants that. They want people out of their way. They want to be able to take over what they can take over. And as Renee says a lot, they think in years of hundred, they think in increments of a hundred years versus we think of every four. So, you know, they're, they're playing the game. They're playing some chess with us. Big time. Yeah, they are. I, well, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was taking a shower with a bar of soap. It says made in China. And I've been trying to scrub it out <laughs> for like, two months. It's never going to work. I'm on a two month program. They may be on a hundred years. I'm on a two month program. This China. But the thing is, I don't, I think it's a diversion tactic because what I try to tell all the time is listen, listen, if you notice, just go around your house right now, China owns us. They own you. So we're, so if you look at it like this, America is the tractor and China is the owner of the tractor. They are the, the tractor goes out and he fuels the tractor he oils the tractor he greases the inserts and stuff the reason why i know this my dad worked me very hard on it old west texas farm but what i'm trying to say is my dad never went out there with a sledgehammer and beat his tractor up so yeah. so a lot of people ask me on, on my channel hey do you think there's going to be an invasion of china why would invasia that why would uh invasia <laughs> what, what, why would china maybe i just answered my question but why why would china uh, invade America or, or do something crazy like this when when they own us that's like going out and destroying your tractor now what I do believe is it is malicious mm -hmm. in every sense matter and yeah. it is strategic but it's also a diversion tactic and that's coming from within yeah. and 
have a division within a nation divided against itself will not stand. Well, Abraham Lincoln was not the originator of that. That was plagiarized from Jesus. He basically said, hey, uh, uh, you know, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. Abraham Lincoln was a man of God. A nation divided will not stand. So we need to come together. But how do we do that? You know, just like the Revolutionary War, there was what? 30 percent of the people stood up, I think. Right. 33 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it it doesn't have to be all of us, but we already know that just based off these just based off these election results, we already know that, you know, if we if we go from here and we we look at the, the places that were are still being audited and there's already this much bullshit in it, you know, you know that half of the America or more has voted for, for Donald Trump. So you know well, that there is yeah. a majority. Well, yeah, you know, when you said ghost votes, can you hold that up again? The, you yeah. said ghost. Okay, so that reminded me, when you said ghost votes, it reminded me when I was in the Texas Federal Penitentiary, I learned a lot of stuff in there in a short amount of time. Thank God I got out and I'm on house arrest. But I'll tell you this much. I learned something called, and, and, and you ladies, uh, have you ever heard of this? It's called, and these guys are like jail ho- jailhouse lawyers. I mean, they're talking big words and big things. And I'm going, these guys are smart. Well, and, and I say guys because I was an all-male penitentiary course. But, but what I'm trying to say is, have you ever heard of a ghost dope charge? No. And, and it's the federal government. The federal is way different than the state. And, no. and where I'm with this is it's the same government. Uh, that's do that did this ghost votes mm-hmm. are doing this ghost dope charges. And that means like in state, you have to have actual evidence in a federal, in the federal penitentiary, all they have to have is a ghost dope charge, which they actually charge men and women with ghost dope charges. So uh, it's on hearsay. So yeah. a homeless person, say, a homeless person can say, Hey, he had like 20 kilos of Coke and they can actually convict you on that. His, and it's called a ghost dope. Oh. And, and that's, and that's corruption at its finest. Oh, so it's this, so it's the same type as this, a ghost vote. If you're following me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, no, it's I, I totally get it where they're just uh, having these fraudulent votes and, and considering them real. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'd like to also point out that we still don't have the passwords that are supposed to encrypt our um, election machines from Dominion because Dominion hooked up to the internet and they said that they couldn't hook up from the internet. So. Yeah, I worked for, for John McAfee and, and I learned. I didn't know anything. I was the CEO of Team McAfee, which is mind-blowing considering I dropped out of school when I was 13. But but my point is, is he gave me a fire hose of business uh, uh, knowledge in, in a year's time, relentless. He never let up. And he was a brilliant, like genius madman. And but my point is, is uh, he taught me everything about it. And the one thing that I learned about about uh, technology and and and, and uh, programming and how easy it is to hack and stuff and social engineering versus like old hacking and the computers like what he used to do and then he created the Mac the Enterprise is that if you're connected to the internet yeah then you are absolutely hacked already and, and so the first time I heard of these voting machines being connected to the internet internet I a red light not even a red light I was like it's over. Yeah. Like as soon as you connect to Wi-Fi, you're hackable. Yeah. And but they lied under oath in front of in front of our Congress. They lied and they said they cannot be connected to the internet. And I'm like, then how do they count the votes? How do they 
you know, there, it, they lied. They literally were on trial and they lied and they said, no, yeah. these don't connect to the internet. I'm sorry. That's like, then why don't you have a manual machine then? It's very, very unfortunate, but you know, it's not going to take a third of the American people. And when I say American, I mean like the true Americans are the mixed are they're somewhere in between white and black. Like me, they're, they're, absolutely from Bolivia, from Bulgaria, from Brazil, from all these different places and mix this one German, you know, all these different races that came down here for in what were they running from? They were running from tyrannical governments yeah. and they were running from ghost dope charges. I'm just kidding, but, but they were, they were, but same thing. And they were coming down here and, uh, and I don't, that's why I don't believe anything I see on the TV, mm -hmm. it, whether it comes from red or blue you think they're, and I tell people this, this is a touchy subject and I, I'm cautious, but I'll tell you what, if, if you think it, it, you know, I've heard people stand up for, they're like, well, Ted Cruz this and the Republicans this. And I don't mean, I don't try not to get into politics too much, but I'll say this is, is it's not the rhinos you should be concerned about. Uh, and it's not Bernie Sanders. I applaud Bernie Sanders. He's a full blown communist, but check it out. At least he's got the cojones never to shift left or right. You know where he stands. I respect a man who knows where he stands or a woman, but I'll tell you what I don't respect is someone who did not stand up for Trump, yeah. but never standing up when it's like, okay, to do it as a group. These right. people are weak cowards. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a lot of it in government. And I, I, I personally hope to run for, um, I've always wanted to run for Congress or, or even our mayor here. Um, and I think, for me, it's not about swaying, right? Like you can, you, you can get all the information and make your own decision, but it always has to be something in, based off integrity. And I think that's a huge thing that people are missing is a, a sense of integrity and a sense of, um, you know, just being able to listen to their own morals and values and that little, you know, bit of consciousness in their head saying, you know, this is wrong. This is wrong. And it's all it's all backwards. I, I get banned. I, I, I've been banned off my uh, TikTok at Mighty Warrior 2021 on TikTok on my live sessions. I think you were on the live the other night when I got banned or when I got shut off and it was for an integrity violation. I appealed it and they, they had to put me back on because they knew I didn't violate integrity. Right. But it's back. It's yeah. like when you don't integrity violation, that's when you get canceled. When you do commit integrity violations and you wear skinny Jesus Starbucks, then you get then you then you get applauded. <laughs> the last right yeah i'm just because i can't put them on my skinny jeans over this ankle bracelet that's all <laughs> i told you to get a zipper on the side jimmy excuse <laughs> me get a zipper. <laughs> hundreds of messages a day and i've never heard that one thank you oh i said it on your live the other day i thought that was i thought oh. it was pretty funny but you <laughs> sorry excuse <laughs> me the other people like purple work saying that they can feed seals through with spaghetti in their hands. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I have the stuff that's on there, but I find it very entertaining. I'll, I'll let you know that. So hey, my entertaining. What was that? My channel's pretty entertaining. It can be. Sure it's actually, it's, it, it kind of like, it honestly gives me a giggle every time I see the. Funny. I like watching. I feel, I feel like I'm missing out because I'm not on TikTok. Is that, is that the place to be? Renee, you're not this <laughs> Well, I mean, it comes to that great area, right? Like I, I was actually thinking about this before our podcast and I was like, you know, 
I'm like, yes, it is owned by the CCP. However, let's use your own technology against them and reach out to a bunch of patriots. And, you know, well, so is Zoom. Yep. So is everything else. Yeah. Facebook. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, you know, so it's the place to be, huh? We stole it from the children. <laughs> Don't worry, my mom. I'm living in my mom's house on house arrest at four years old. Don't know what my future is, and she doesn't even follow me on TikTok. So it's <laughs> don't worry about it. But I'll tell you what. I'll I'll tell you what. You you uh yeah. You join Renee, and I promise you, you'll unexpectedly laugh and maybe have some cries here and there. It's a good. It's it's fun. I like back, how, how Jimmy handles the haters. I think that's pretty funny. And he was like, come on, you know, you love me. Like, <laughs> no, I'm like, not get them. by the end of the, by the end of the argument, they can't say anything because they fall in love. It's hilarious. You can't help but love me. Some, some guy, one time a guy got on there, his name was purple work. And, and now I'm sure if you be, you be careful. If, if you try to exploit me, I'm going to exploit you and, and, and make a t-shirt out of you. And then you're going to somehow make me money someday. I don't know. But, but, but the purple work come, come on there. Like he was, he's like a famous troll. He came on there and tried to duel with me. Uh, and I was like, dude, this ain't, this ain't, um, uh, th this ain't Disney world, bro. You're coming on a real show here in purple work. Anyways, changed his mind by the end of the conversation. He's like, how do I join the mighty group? How do I join the mighty warrior? Group? I said, all you got to do is start playing ball here. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like purple. Work. <laughs> now everything's kosher. <laughs> we're, we're, we're good. <laughs> so um, I guess on to our next subject really is um, Renee, I know you want to talk a little bit about health and wellness and um, I'd love for you to speak on that. Renee's husband is a naturopathic doctor. Um, they own a health clinic and um, Renee, take it from here. I want to hear everything you have to say. Okay. Well, it's not so well. Okay. So my specialty and how I approach health is because I came from so much trauma, you can imagine how much trauma I held because I didn't have my parents at a very young age. Um, I grew up with just unhealthy habits. Oh, yeah. goodness. Ah. Um, and all sorts of different things that, you know, unworthy, unlovable, you know, all those things. If I was only more perfect, my parents would have left me because I didn't understand. You can't tell your kids why you're leaving, right? So I took it on myself. Like I wasn't good enough and that's why they left. That was the only way a child can make sense of the unknown, right? right. I must have done something wrong. I must have, if yeah. only I I did this, then they wouldn't have left you me alone. Abandoned and which wasn't uh, Abandoned, absolutely yeah. abandoned. So yeah. I held that my whole life. It wasn't until, um, you know, my 20s, I guess that wasn't my whole life, but in my twenties, when I started, oh, you're, uh, you're not on, she'll come back. <laughs> you know, the spirit of abandonment and, uh, started really uh, doing some work. Oh, oh my goodness. Sorry go. guys. Give me a second. Sorry. I heard twenties oh and, and then I, I don't know what my phone's doing. Okay, hold on. I don't know what my phone is doing, but yeah. I need to. I was I give me a second. Hey, I was just trying to save Renee. <laughs> I was just conversation. Yeah, that's what's up. Purple work came in with this crazy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> give me one second. Give me one second. I don't know oh, what's no, going on with my phone, but it's like. It's just kind of shutting off. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
this is what happens, right? People see that we're live, we're human, we have, you know, thing technical errors, just like everyone else. We're not like some big, huge podcast. We just kind of go with the flow and, and see. And then I think um, I wrote you on the email, Jimmy. I said, oh no, we just like to do things organically. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah, okay. totally organic. And we're always doing random, you know, something like, always happens. Is that something you order at Starbucks with your skinny jeans on? Cause that's, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, uh, okay. That's funny. Okay. So I don't know where I was, but, um, anyways, I held on to a lot of trauma mm-hmm. and that caused a lot of bad habits, you know, drinking drugs, all those things that come along with not loving yourself, not taking care of yourself. Yeah. So in my twenties, it wasn't until I started healing that trauma, healing my shadow side, yeah. Hearing my past, I learned hypnotherapy and that's what I do with my clients. I went back into that little girl that got left and yeah. abandoned. And I saw the situation from my parents' point of view. Yeah. I switched it up. And once that happened, I was, I can heal the situation. I can see from a higher perspective right. and truly heal myself. Yeah. And then I started truly loving myself and taking care of myself. So my whole way of looking at health and wellness is how, you know, someone can do it through hating themselves and never being good enough, right? Never being good, enough, no matter how great, no matter what, you know, being so strict and controlling everything, or you can do it from a loving yourself and, and allowing that to come in. And, and, you know, food is our medicine and food, let food be thy medicine. That's what the naturopaths say, right? Yeah. So we, um, going back to health, what I, I think a healthy mind really is the key and meaning healing the trauma from our past. Mm -hmm. That's the first step. Right. Right. And with the naturopath, when I met my husband, he didn't even know what a naturopath was. (laughs) So, um, he was an RN, he was a registered nurse Mm -hmm. and he lived in Austin. I lived in Arizona and, um, we met at hypnotherapy school actually. Wow. So that's an amazing story. And I'll, I'll let you know about that different time because it's a long story, but it's a beautiful story. And we practice hypno hypnotizing each other. (laughs) And it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we weren't even dating yet and he practiced hypnotizing me and he did the one thing you're never supposed to do. He left the room. Oh gosh. (laughs) He hypnotized me and then walked out. I was like, no, no, but because listen, that's abandonment that triggered my abandonment and things like that. So that's the trauma that's going to keep playing out no matter what, you know, he just left because he thought I was asleep or something, you know, (laughs) he's like, I'll be right back. But that my body was like red alert, you know, all of the, the chemicals that go along with, you know, trauma. So I had to heal that. And it wasn't until I learned hypnotherapy and how to do all of these processes um, that I actually went back and healed that. And I no longer have those abandonment issues. I no longer have that, that trauma of feeling unworthy and unlovable and all of those things. I got to work with that and him and I worked together through uh, impeccable speech. Yeah. You know, that's another thing with the, with the mind, you can heal your mind and stop reacting and you can actually 
listen to each other right? and not have those trauma bonds that actually turn into a five-year-old and then you start fighting and arguing mm-hmm. like five-year-olds, right? I'm, <laughs> or like, whatever that trauma I'm, was. I'm just like really relating to this, Renee, and I'm going to be um, very vulnerable right now. So um, one of my, my biggest traumas from my childhood is my dad did go to prison for a huge drug uh, money laundering thing across the border, um, you know, and it was in the papers, like, you know, I was so embarrassed and, um, you know, I was eight at the time. And, um, this was probably the most honestly fucked up thing that a a dad could do to a daughter. Um, he had me, (laughs) he locked me in the office and said, write the best letter that you can to the judge. Cause if I go to prison, it's your fault. Oh my God. (laughs) So I would love to come up to Phoenix and probably because, I do think that that still affects me today. Um, and, and I do think that it still affects me on a communication mm-hmm. level, unfortunately. And the fact that you're doing this for people and the reason I'm being vulnerable right now is because there are people that have had horrible situations like that happen. And I go back to being an eight-year-old sometimes when I'm you know, feeling hurt or traumatized. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> I felt like a big pit in my stomach yeah. right now talking about oh. it. Thank you um, for sharing. Absolutely. So you don't have to come here. We can do it over the (laughs) phone. We can do it over Zoom. Anyway, so so it's totally fine. Honestly, yeah. But yeah, that's incredible. Absolutely. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, well, we'll set that up. We'll set that up. Once I healed that, actually, one thing I noticed when I went into, you know, learning these courses is that my future, the way I see my future. because a lot of times, like the subconscious mind knows everything. It takes in everything. The conscious mind is like 7%, you know, what we're conscious of this, the subconscious mind, the super, super conscious, you're connected to God, right? You're that's your connection, but the subconscious mind is taking in everything and it's there to protect you. So any little thing that might remind you of that past trauma, it's like red alert and all those chemicals get released and all of that trauma, you know, and you're just, your husband said something so simple that had nothing to do with that. Right. 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 So it just keeps playing out. And that's exactly what, you know, um, all of, all of that is connected in that way. So, um, um can I ask Jim, Jimmy, do you have, um, like any past traumas that you, you think Renee could help you with, or I don't, I don't want to like put you on the spot, but I just, I'm, I'm just assuming from, you know, a Navy SEALs point of view, a military man's point of view, that there has to be some type of, you know, trauma or some type of things that has been seen or done that could really hurt somebody and cause PTSD or something. Well, first off, thank you. I, I actually uh, get hundreds of messages um, a day probably. And, and I can only reach out to so many people, but, but those messages are things like this young girls saying, um, that they were molested, that they were sex trafficked, that they wish that this last heroin shot needle, it will be the last one they ever take because they hope that they die. I have young men say they're on the brink of killing themselves. I had a guy the other day said he slit his throat from, from ear to ear. Um, I have people call. And, but the reason why they reach out to me is because Jesus told me uh, three months ago that I was going to be a lighthouse to his people. Now, a lighthouse doesn't seal the deal on salvation, but a lighthouse guides people 
uh, to safe harbors. And every once in a while, the lighthouse uh, warns people of impending doom. But the most thing, important thing a lighthouse does and can is withstand any storm. Mm-hmm. And a lighthouse sells, so I don't sell my, my the, the, the word of God. But, but uh, to answer your question bluntly is I do not need Renee's help because and a lot of people probably do, but because I had such a drastic, and I would say almost traumatic, but in the opposite way, uh, experience with Jesus. He came in, he literally transplanted my heart and restored my heart at Operation Restored Warrior. And and I can say that because of two things. But they miraculously healed my shoulder in three days. This is one, it wasn't like a 30-day thing or alcohol, alcohol economics, all this stuff. They literally healed my shoulder. That got my attention, but I was like, yeah, right. You know, Jesus ain't going to talk to me. And then they they retold an entire traumatic event that happened to me from day from day one to 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 ground zero to to 100 and the details something that a psychic could never do a psychic can guess your birthday i'm talking this this person with this holy spirit jesus now what i'm trying to say is is my heart was changed forever and that's when jesus told me i was going to be a lighthouse and so um and um you know i i was rescuing children sex trafficked girls young girls from uh uh uh, uh, the cartels in San Diego County. In San Diego County, it's an $800 million a year uh, business. That's like a revolving door of John's and several super Walmarts, okay? Just to give a perspective. I've seen trauma and I've been through a lot of trauma myself. And um, But the one thing I learned that may help you you out today is, and this is was so epic when I, and I'm about to blow your mind, so get ready. But the, they told me at ORW, they said, Jimmy, uh, describe your relationship with your dad on earth. And I, and I did. And they said, now describe your relationship with God. This is before he changed my life. And, and it was the exact same thing. So your abandonment, Renee, uh, and Renee, your, your horrendous experience is closing off with your dad. Uh, I would bet anything uh, in your life, maybe not now, but in your life that may possibly, quite possibly, you have looked at the heavenly father as kind of a direct reflection as your earthly dad. Like Renee, like your dad didn't abandon you, but you're but you've had a great fear of that in the in the orphan spirit, I call it. it and I've had to break that spirit. I've had to continually break agreements that I've been in the past. That's not what the heavenly father is doing. Unfortunately, our dad's will never be able to validate us. And when we look to other people, like men often look at women to validate them. Well, when we do that, uh, 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 women are supernaturally smarter than us and more intelligent. You know, the lion is just lazy, you know, and he sits over there and sleeps in a tree. But but the lioness is is doing all these uh, miraculous things. Well, but when we look at them to, uh, to validate us, uh, the female doesn't really know how to validate a male anyways. And so we're, we're, and then we don't know how to validate our, our children sometimes because we're bad parents or something. And it, it's a vicious cycle. But when I tell people that, generally they click in and go, wait a second, you're right. And so when you come outside of that and start thinking, no, the Heavenly Father is telling me today to tell you that He loves you, that He's proud of you, that He will never leave you or forsake you. And He is not your earthly dad. Because as humans, we fail. And I have failed so many times. I was arrested by 15 FBI agents. I mean, my, you know, I got a rap sheet this long. I, but but my point is, is 
uh, is my, my own sins testify against me back in the day. I was thrown into solitary confinement in a federal penitentiary, but then I, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me because that's what led me to ORW and ORW, the operation restore warrior is where I was literally confronted by Jesus, where he said, all those experiences that you went through, Jimmy was for me to show you where I have been the entire time. Wow. That's powerful. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. Very Thank you. Yeah. And you're absolutely right because all that time the Heavenly Father was there for me. Even though I didn't have a Bible or learn about any of that, I was held and I was comforted. And I always mm -hmm. had that um, everything's going to be okay. No matter how alone or where I was in the world, everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I was always held. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. remember that. I remember feeling held and protected and cared for with no physical people around. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of preachers on TV will say, well, just trust. Well, well, what's trust? Tell me what trust is. A lot of people can't trust when their dad molested them or this or that. But, 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 but what I can say and tell people is, let me tell you something. I may can't identify with your certain situation, but I'm going to tell you what trust is. It is exactly what Renee just described. It, it, Jesus called it childlike faith. And, and when you have childlike faith, it's knowing when you're laying there, you're kind of cold when you're a little kid, but then your mom comes up and puts a warm blanket on you. And it's exactly what Renee just uh, described. That's the kind of love that Jesus, God, Messiah, the, the Yeshua and Yahweh want to give to us today. But all we have to do is let go and surrender. Childlike faith. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jimmy, you didn't get to watch like our first podcast, I don't think, but, um, I was telling Renee, you know, how I came to meet God at a very early age where it wasn't a religious household at all. It was actually a very, um, demonic household that I was living in at the time. And yeah. um, Archangel Gabriel saved me from the devil. Um, he oh. already always been there for me. Um, you know, I can call him, I've, I've had things happen where it just doesn't make sense, right? Like things that just don't make sense where he's literally saved my life. I almost had a, when I was 18, I was parked at an intersection, um, and two cars collided and the car literally was spinning and spinning. It was going to hit me right in the windshield. And I thought I was going to die. And I said, okay, God, well, I guess, I guess this is it. And somehow that car ended up facing the opposite way of me that close to my door. And I should have died. Yeah. So, um, the, the fact that we can rely on God and rely on our angels being around us and rely on everything. And I also believe that there are people on earth like lighthouses, um, like you and Renee that, you know, if they might be like a, a lighthouse, a guide to having that connection with God, sometimes it takes a little bit of a helping hand to say, okay, trust me and I will bring you to God and I will help heal your traumas as well. Yeah, well, we all have. Um, I was thinking about that today when I was blow drying my hair. You know, I, you know, I was looking at my mom's blow dryer and I was like, this thing is harder than any Navy SEAL weapon that I've ever manipulated or, or worked. I mean, you know, try to transition to a blow dryer and it's not going to work. But I was blow drying my hair today. And it's funny you said that uh, because I was just thinking about how um, God works everything out. Sorry, there's my mom right there. But um, uh, we can say hi. My my mom, she's yeah. so beautiful, so beautiful. She's like a she was a stewardess and a Coke uh, Coca Cola 
girl, my dad found her. He's like, son, just relax. Just, just relax. Let God work it out. And you won't, you'll stop dating all these floozies, you know, and all these things. I was like, man, but I forgot what I was going to say now. What were we talking about? Um, basically the, the transition into like believing in God, like how people. Oh, be. oh yeah. yeah. I was, my, I was blow drying my hair. It's funny because I was thinking, you know what, what the problem, people are afraid to give God and people are terrified to really truly in their hearts say, God, your will be done and not mine. Because they're afraid that they're going to have to go be in a missionary with dysentery in Africa. And oh, by the way, get that smile off your face and, and start frowning. No, no. He's going to put you in a place. Not that that's bad, but those people that went there, they, that was their calling and desire. They were giving the strength to do that. You're like, like Renee's a lighthouse. I can tell like in her eyes, yeah. you know, and, 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 and like you have a mission too. And I can tell with your mission here is obviously it's a lighthouse really. And, and so, and so what I'm saying is, is I never knew that. I thought that everyone had to go out on the street and go, Hey, you better repent or you're going to hell. And then you have to cut, mm-hmm. I have to get a bull haircut. Not that, 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 that would be any better than mine or worse, but, but you know, you, you know, you don't have to turn into a monk. You have to be you because God created you in his image and he created you for a purpose. Right. And I think about that with Dustin, like, just what do you want me to really like? How do you want me to act when I came back from ORW? And he was like, literally like, be you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, that's terrifying, <laughs> but, but I'm going to do it. And it's worked out and it works out for Renee when she, she's being herself and that's what she's doing and yourself right now. And, and so uh, some of us are called to be lighthouses. Some of us are supposed to close the deal. Yeah. Some of us are supposed to plant seeds, others water, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. It's- yeah, absolutely. And I, I, um, you know, I, I appreciate you bringing up with, the uh, somebody thinking that they have to go out there and say, you're, you know, going to go to hell and damnation, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's so far from what Jesus ever preached. You know, he didn't preach, yeah. he just said, you know, love love your neighbor treat people kind like he was i mean the epitome of what everyone should be do the right thing turn the other cheek mm-hmm. um so um, <clears throat> the people that are going out and 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 being judgmental and being um hateful you know we're not doing the right thing we're not leading by example we're cutting people off and we're continuing to add to that divide there's so much hatred out there for christians unfortunately and I believe that it, it you know, part of yeah, it obviously from the devil, but, you know, other thing is people have contributed in a horrible way to, to give us, um, a really bad, um, my, yeah. Yeah. My dad used to say he was a Texas judge and preacher. He said, uh, he said, you know, son, he said, the worst thing that ever happened to Christianity was religion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, because not religion it's not how many times you bow down to a knee like 10 times a mantra it's not a mantra it's not about how many times you go to church and and what you do it's about first of all following what jesus did and that's pure love but that love when you become vulnerable like you were in renee were today you actually become a mighty warrior spirit because people go wait a minute i'm not the only one yeah jim exposed himself not in a naked way but he exposed himself in a in a very you know professional way no he 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 told us he told us what's on his mind and i'm telling you right now people are magnetized to vulnerability and it actually makes you look stronger yeah i mean people are like bro you're a bad ass you're a mighty warrior and i just got done crying on my 
my life, but because I'm being real. Yeah. I'm being real to people. You're being real. Renee's being real to people. And that's what makes us stand out as mighty warriors for God. And it's not, and, and I'll tell you, those people that go out on the street and say, you're going to hell, you know, unfortunately, they're going back to their house and God only knows what they're doing in their private times. Let me tell you, it's not about religion. It's about relationship. Mm-hmm. That's, you true. know, yeah, it, that is exactly, I think what Renee and I tote on here. Yeah. It's not about religion. It's about your relationship with God and Jesus. And you really want to make sure that people know the difference between the, between the two. A lot of people say they do, but they don't. Um, and there's just such a, a, a deeper spiritual connection than, um, I could really even talk about. And, and I think people just need to, to look into their heart yeah. and really see that. So yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. When we try to, when we try to use logic and analyze things, like they told me at ORW, they said, when you leave here, you feel really lifted and changed forever. I was really touched by Jesus. Like, right. Never before. Trust me. I baptized myself in, Me- in a Medellin hot tub after a three-day Coke binge. I was so desperate for Jesus and God. I was so desperate. You can't even imagine. So, and I thought I lost my salvation. I thought, man, I'll never hear from Jesus, all this stuff. But I'll tell you what, he was there the entire time. He showed me that. He, he, he changed me forever. But the biggest thing is when I left there, they warned, they told me, they said, Jimmy, remember, if you start to analyze things, which a lot of smart intelligence people start to analyze things, and use logic. And when we start doing that, we've missed the entire point. It's from your heart. It's all heart. So you can't try things and try to make sense with things because the more you do, you know, uh, God's wisdom confounds the wise, makes the wise look foolish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's the longest journey, right? From the head to the heart. <laughs> So um, a little trick, if our minds are going crazy, we are have so much on our minds and, and just overthinking everything. Imagine taking all those thoughts and bringing them down to your heart space and everything calms down. So that's for people that are having anxiety or whatever it is. You literally just bring all those loud thoughts and bring them in your heart space and then you just calm down. Yeah. So my kids do it too. So it's, it's, it's great. That's good. That's really, it sounds like Navy SEAL training exercise, <laughs> breathing exercises. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes you got to just breathe. That's, um, <clears throat> we have gone over a little bit. I'm not going to lie guys. Um, but you know, I really think that we got everything out that we needed to in this session and really just talking to everyone about, um, you know, our current events where we are, um, patriotically, you know, spiritually, um, I think our health, we touched on as well. And also, you know, where you can find Jimmy and, um, you know, kind of support him in, in his ceilings as well. So I really appreciate everyone being on tonight. I appreciate the vulnerability. I appreciate people sharing their story today and Renee, thanks for like kind of closing it out with, if you have things up here, you know, just put them back here. Um, cause I always feel like God's in your heart and your soul. So yeah. yeah. And, and let's next time do a little more talking on that. What does this mean now that the election results are out? You know, we kind of just, you know, went past that really quick, but because we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> and, and now it's there and it's like, there's no, there's no climax. There's nothing happened. Okay. We have the report now what, right? Wow. So it's just been this constant, once this happens, 
it's all going to be exposed once this happens. And we're always yeah. constantly waiting for some other step. So we are, um, we are yeah. yeah. What, what happens now? Do you want to touch I, on that just for a second? Touch on it. Yeah, this is my opinion. You know, I, I think it's out, it's there. And then it get we're, we will probably have people give people some time to like find it. You know, I knew where it was. You two didn't know it was out yet. Right. So we have to have people, you know, consciously find it and read for themselves and uh, appreciate that message. The media is not going to show this to you. So go out there, read it, take it in, see what it tells you. Because I, I just from, you know, the first page I've been reading and analyzing I truly believe that it's, it's, this is a, is a, a playbook, right? It's almost like it's telling us, this is what's going on. This is what needs to change. I think these are instructions if I'm reading it clearly. And um, I think that everyone needs to go out there and get these. I'll put the links for both of them um, in our bio part and, and then just really analyze it because that's, what's going to be the important thing is people to do their own research, their own consciousness, their own, um, idea of what this means for the future of our country. So, um, it, I, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be some major global, you know, Hey, this is what's going on because yes, we didn't get that climax. I kind of feel like everything's there. Um, and the people, we the people, are the ones that need to really shout it from the rooftops and be like, this is there. Let's make That's a right. decision to move forward. Stop this division. You know, believe in what you will. But this is hard evidence. And Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the people's turn now. It's not the media putting it out there and, and them having control over it. It's our control. Absolutely. And it, it really is the great awakening worldwide. I mean, Brazil, per, you know, everywhere in the world, Paris, everywhere there, they know yeah. the humanity knows, right? Mm-hmm. This, this out of integrity, what did you call What, what did the document call them? Um, this doc, the declaration. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one. <laughs> yes. Not- so we know, we now know we have a compass inside of us. We know what's in integrity and we know what's out of integrity. So right. humanity has made a stance yeah. and we choose peace and they keep trying to make war, but we choose peace and we see it in black and white. Mm-hmm. We're 2020 was 2020 vision. That's what it was about. And our, our eyes opened. Yeah. So 2021 is the second revolution, 1776, that's what's happening globally. And that this document, you're right. It's, it's the, it's the anchoring Mm -hmm. of the new way for humanity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And definitely we'll, we'll touch base probably next week a little bit more. And then we'll also see what happens, um, with current events throughout this week too, because I do feel like there is, um, I keep getting, uh, um, I keep getting told, uh, I, this is, it's the same freaking numbers. And I told you this weeks ago before I went to Vegas, Jimmy, 1134, 1134. Yeah. I have no idea what it means. I just keep getting 1134, 1134. And I feel like there is something that is part of that. I don't know what it is. I thought it was a time. I don't think it's a time anymore. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just get 
I get, you know, premonitions, I get visions, I get, um, you know, our angels talking to us and that's what I keep getting. So I feel like it has to do with something. I don't know what it could be, you know, September 11th at three Oh four. I don't know it, it, but 1134 is the numbers that I keep getting, um, visions with, I keep seeing everywhere. Um, and, and, and in my dream, my dream, I keep having Renee that I keep telling you about. Um, and I actually had a vision when I was showering right before this. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, so I told you about the vision where I was, or the dream that I was in, and it was just like this field of bluegrass and it was just swaying like back and forth, like almost like an ocean. And so I was walking into this night sky that was completely black everywhere. There was black figures around me and there was two gigantic full moons, like super moons. And they were right beside each other. And they were so close. You could reach out to them. So my vision actually in the shower that I, I had, um, I started to see the moons collide and mm. one. And so wow. I feel like that vision that I keep getting, um, <clears throat> is something to do with, um, our worlds becoming one, our universe. It's more of a universe. I, that's what I feel because this, the moon is in our universe. Right. And I feel like our universes are connecting, um, and maybe on a, on another level, people are connecting and people are putting the dots together, but yeah, this two big moons just started going like this. So Beautiful. we'll see, we'll see what happens. I honestly think that people should still, you know, reach out to their local sheriff's department, form a well-regulated militia, um, you know, do what they need to do, obviously have the support of the, the, the sheriffs because the sheriffs have a lot more power than a lot of people think they do. They actually can tell off a mayor, they can tell off a governor, they can tell off the FBI if they want to. Um, so definitely reach out to our sheriffs and say, hey, we were thinking about utilizing our second amendment, which isn't about guns, it's about forming a well-regulated militia in order to fight against government tyranny. Tell, tell them, I don't feel safe right now. I don't feel that, um, you know, this. I don't feel like this government is representation of the people anymore. I would like to form a well-regulated militia in order to protect from um, tyrannical government. And if I feel the right that I need to take them, um, take them out of power, then I will. So it's, it's the people's turn now. Absolutely. Jimmy, thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Yes, thank absolutely. you. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Thank you, Renee. And uh, thank you, Rebecca. yeah, thank you so much. Got I have one last question. Yeah. What do you think about these magnanimous peacock uh, sunglasses? I love them. Amazing. I was actually <laughs> looking for some like that. Where did you find them? Well, this this gentleman, his name is Evan. Uh, he just generously sent me, I get this stuff sent to me. He sent me 10 pairs of sunglasses. Um, I've named these magnanimous peacock. You can buy them at um, wearzoos.com, W E A R. Uh, Z O O S.com. If you, if you, um, I'm actually not making any money off these, but, but if you, if you put, um, the, the uh, code touch point, I think you have to do it all caps, but just touch point like this shirt touch point. Yeah. Touch. Well, if you put that in, you can get 20% off. Uh, but I, but Hey, I, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't vouch for, for a pair of sunglasses if I didn't believe in them, but they, I'm calling these magnanimous peacock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like them. <laughs> They look really you like, good on you. They you look like really good. Good. That's hard to do with blue sunglasses. I tell people my eyes make them like this. My <laughs> eyes are making right. <laughs> I like for your eyes. 
<laughs> well, hey, if you have 10 pairs, Renee and I need some. So. <laughs> I've already given them out. Actually. Uh, I, I gave them out yesterday. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Okay. But we know where to get them now. So we're all fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, when I get a new, when I get a new batch in, I can give you a pair for sure. Awesome. I like black okay. and pink and gold. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Evan, I'll say you need to make quick because these girls are going to bad. I'm sure. <laughs> all right, guys. So nice meeting with you all. And I feel like we got so yep. much information out to our, our um, audience and um, I'll be sending you guys some links as well. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank Bye. you, Renee. Thank See you. you See you, girls. See you. Bye.